0: You! listen to this podcast right now! Me? Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, god. television, and more? Oh my god. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey Into Comics Network, oh. and you get Podcastrophy. Oh hosted by me. Yes! Dick! Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's yes. your choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophy.
1: That sounds so awesome.
2: The following is a Journey to Comics Network production. Mm-hmm. This is a tasty burger. You ever tried shawarma? Huh? There's a shawarma joint about two blocks from here. I don't know what it is, but I want to try it. Do you want some uh, coffee, Mr. Tully? Do
1: I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some.
2: Is butter a carb? Please stop Sing.
0: We elves try to stick to the four main food groups. Candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup.
3: I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice candy.
2: Hey, everybody. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of Foodies Watching Movies. I'm your co-host, Veronica. With me is always my co-founder of Foodies Watching Movies, Nate.
0: Hey, how's it going?
2: Uh, Okay, I'm recovering from the flu, so I'm very sick and tired, but I'm happy to be here.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, We actually have had a really interesting day because I want to mention right out of the gate before we get any further that today is Wednesday, and Wednesdays on the Journey into Comics Network Patreon, if you are on the Patre- on the Patreon as a patron and you're giving us $3, you're going to get to be a part of the Road to Infinity War, where today, Foodies Watching Movies is reviewing Captain America the First Avenger. So when you're done listening to this episode, folks, Go to patreon.com backslash journey to comics. Give us your $3 and then check us out talking about Captain America. That's a great conversation that you guys can check out there.
2: And you'll not only get that, but other exclusive content.
0: Tons. So much exclusive content. So far, there's four other episodes of The Road to Infinity War right now. So we're up Our and through. Our countdown
2: to uh, the MCU's Road to Infinity War. Yeah. When does, when does Infinity War come out?
0: May 3rd. So, so and we're we'll, all
2: watching as a network the entire mcu to prep for the infinity war
0: and the very the day that the black panther review drops is the wednesday one day before preview night of infinity war so oh i planned it so good (laughs) i don't know how we're pulling this
2: off may is such
1: an expensive we
0: need we need to get movie pass join the club okay well joining us today as always is our other two co-hosts, Lauren welcome back hello how are you feeling today
4: okay very tired I feel you we've
0: had this conversation before it's very bizarre to like double down on a conversation that we've already kind of got into but that's okay that's how we do it here AP welcome back my friend how are you
1: I'm good I'm full of tacos
0: Full of tacos. Are we just going to uh, get right into the taco talking about, talk? yeah. talk about it? We
1: should. We should. Yeah. We
0: should taco about it.
2: We should taco about it because El Guerro's <laughs> is our jam. And yeah. we finally got Lauren and AP to try it for the first time today.
0: Yeah. Let's get your guys' rapid reaction. What do you think? It's just right on It's the our gate. favorite.
2: So uh, uh, if so you don't I... like it, we'll be mad. They were very good. Okay. Good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I've had carry out Mexican that's been that good.
2: It's
0: on point, man.
1: And it it's
2: is... so inexpensive. It's really cheap.
1: You can't get a taco for a buck unless you get it from Taco Bell. What? The? And right. that's not real tacos. No, and I got the I got the chorizo tacos, which were fantastic. The pork was great. Putting a little bit of that sauce they provided. The guac was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. They offer
2: lots of different salsas and Tons. sauces Yeah, just in the bag for no reason. It's wonderful. And their guac is always really fresh and good. And um, what I like about them is they're like street tacos, so they're super basic but really flavorful. It's just like onion and cilantro on top of seasoned meat. You which know how I love. much
0: confidence she cooks with to put two ingredients on tacos and sell them at as a restaurant? And you don't. Yeah. And you need nothing else. Well, I have never once been like, you know, I really think I'd prefer if this had sour cream instead. Yeah, no. And typically with my Mexican food I don't know about you guys But I'm a cultured American Who has to have sour cream With his Mexican food That's just how it works <laughs> And, so, cheese. Uh, <laughs> and, and shredded cheese
1: What's up And shredded cheese <laughs> Yeah absolutely Well it's like And it's so Like nothing falls out You pick it up You eat it It's clean It stays together Like you're not gonna have Just a mess of taco like, Right you sometimes Making you pick taco. limes
2: to, to like spritz on it It's yeah. so good Man, that's Fresh
1: a, That's a meal you could eat In the car Comfortably she, You can't eat Mexican in a car Normally That you could eat fine You know where she should
0: Level up is make it a food truck because Ooh, that and she a would do truck, really well. She would fucking slay.
2: This woman is so precious. I, I love mean, yeah, this I woman who makes all this. Her
0: work. turnaround for an order of five people's food was fifteen minutes. Can't be. That's incredible. No, mm-hmm. that's super fast. Sometimes you order for five people at McDonald's and, and get pulled in drive through and sit for fourteen.
2: And they mm-hmm. have yummy churros too. Oh man,
1: those churros are so when good. Let me do our our road show <laughs> or not road show a broad show.
0: Yeah, we're gonna take a trip over to El Guero Taco. I've talked to the owner, and she's uh, generously offered the space to record our podcast and have yeah, food. And that'll be fun. She said, "Of course, you know that. You know that way. If we need more food, we can, of course, always order more food. <laughs> right? So she she's she's on the upsell. I, I get a, it. But
1: if there's a timely movie we can watch at a Mexican restaurant or talk about at a Mexican restaurant?
0: Oh, I'm sure we
2: can think of a few. Yeah,
0: I'm sure there's something. Uh... We're
1: gonna watch Casa, or Casa, de Mi Padre, the Will Ferrell. What? Never no, seen that. no, we're not
0: no. gonna do that. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Uh, Lauren, what did you order from this taco joint?
4: I got three chicken tacos on corn tortillas with cheese and lettuce.
0: Did they like blow your mind? Was this like okay? I guess everybody has like that like bar when you've had Mexican food that's just like, wow! I can't have any better Mexican food than this. This is the greatest thing I've ever eaten. Like, does this even get close to that bar for you? Is it just like? Because I I love Mexican food, and, like, the bottom rung is, like, your Taco Bell, because it's not real Mexican food. It's, like, you know, the knockoff stuff. And then you've got all these other, like, mom-and-pop joints that you always find, and they have different levels. That place used to be this place called Sabor. It was also a Mexican joint. Delicious food. They also had Puerto Rican food, which was cool and unique about it. However, for whatever reason, the owners got out, and they left. But this new place opened up, and it just – it's been slaying for me. So for you – Where's the stack up?
4: Um, it's pretty high up there. There used to be taco and burrito on Indianapolis. They had really good They had really good tacos, although were, their tacos were more expensive. You were um, very sad when they closed. Yeah. yeah I, I remember that. that. I was outraged yeah. was on Facebook. Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> she was outraged. Yeah. Um, but honestly, my favorite Mexican restaurant is probably this Mexican restaurant. It was in Griffith and Highland. It was called Chela's.
0: Yes! Oh my God, Chella's was amazing. Oh, Cella herself was,
4: was an amazing anything. woman. She, when I was sick with cancer when I was twelve years old, she used to bring me tamales all the time in the hospital. That's oh. amazing. That awesome. Yeah, and then uh, she passed away of leukemia. Yeah, like yeah. Cella was an
0: lady. I got to meet her as well. Uh, of course, she had the place that was like kind of right next to um, that subway. Yeah, on the one their side Dairy of the street, Queen. Yes, yes, the Dairy Queen there, and it was like...
4: It's more like a banquet-type space. Absolutely, it was so inviting still. She would go
0: to every table and talk to everyone, and she was super inviting and cool, and then, of course, she did get sick and pass away, and then cellas moved across the street.
4: Yeah, originally they were across the street. Oh. Originally, they first started off in that little tiny strip mall, and then they moved across the street to the other side of 45th, and then eventually they ended up moving back across the street.
0: Interesting. Well, when they were back across the street after Chella's passing, we went there one time and got food poisoning. Legit. And it was very up- like it was just like of all the things to happen, you know, cuz Chella was the I feel soul like of I
4: feel like place. it's when when she passed away, everyone else just kind of Threw in didn't, the towel. didn't really care.
0: Yeah. Uh,
2: man, I memories
0: Chella's made amazing guac too. Her guacamole is up there like top all time for sure. Uh, I don't know where we go from here. We're just, like, taco about it. (laughs) We're just kind of uh, riffing here. What about you, AP? If you could order in the future at this place, what would you order on your second go? Now that you've had the, the kind of just the idea of what they can do.
1: I think I'd want to try all the other taco options, like the steak, the chicken. Tongue? They got Tom. some
2: really interesting options shrimp? like you can get cheap I might try the seafood yeah The barbacoa was only okay in my I don't opinion know why it's you like had the barbacoa. it's
1: like mexican roast beef Okay I might try like, I would like only go try pot like cheap roast tongue, but I would probably try the other kinds of I the-
2: tried the fish tacos which were really good and the shrimp tacos I really liked a I like, lot I like they the were good fish
1: tacos Fish tacos are actually are pretty good depending on what you put on it but if it's just It the- was just onion
2: and cilantro she and kills it, and it's, it's so good. It a, it's not battered. It's just like just cooked fish. white fish. Yeah, that might actually be really good. It was really good. Yeah, it was really really good. I have I, yeah, we haven't had like bad food from there really.
1: Just one of everything. Just gonna go for it.
2: Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. I liked we can, it. Uh, are
1: Are there
0: any movies that have like? Um, they have like a story based in like a, a Mexican restaurant or anything like that, that. They're like prominent. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head now. Selena. Takes place in a Mexican
2: restaurant? Well, they their family owned a Mexican restaurant. Oh, I didn't know that really. I don't think have I've seen, seen that movie. Selena? No.
4: Selena y los
2: dinos. God, I fucking loved Selena. Yeah. Yeah. I loved About that movie Selena when was I was little. Biddy
4: bitty bum bum.
2: Bitty bitty, bitty bum bum. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> I
1: guess one thing we could talk about that we haven't touched on yet was Movie Pass. We kind of brought it up and then didn't really carry oh, it anywhere. yeah, you uh,
0: you have Movie Pass now. I do. The la- okay, so this is time travelly, timey wimey for you, but trust me and follow. So the last poor report that wasn't yesterday's episode, you talked about having Movie Pass. I did. But yesterday's episode, as of right now, you haven't even done yet. Right. It's, so you're not sure what you're going to have already
1: together, said. Yeah. Um,
0: That's crazy. I know. Time travel. Time travel is weird. It's weird.
1: I live in the future and the past But how time. is Movie Pass? Movie Pass is like, I got it surprisingly quick for all that. I've heard about all the delays people have been having, but I got it in like two weeks. Maybe even less. It's, it's a little, like, it's pretty much a Visa gift card, essentially. You have it, it has, with you?
0: Yeah, I can pull it out. Sure. Maybe, so. I'd love to look at it. <laughs> I'm a nerd Movie like that. Pass. Nerd! Oh, wow, Look at this shit. It's got his name on it and an expiration. And uh, I didn't
1: sign it, but I cool. no money tied that to me. That is neat.
0: And then it just refills the money,
1: right? So basically, there's a, you have to use it in tandem with the app on your phone. So basically, um, you look on the app for the theaters that it works with. See the show you want. You click that, and then you can check in when you're within a hundred yards of the theater. And like check in if it's like with AMC. You do it with the which I actually got my ticket ahead of time. I don't have to be within hundred yards. You just get the ticket, then you get a confirmation number. Go to the kiosk and. Get it? Oh, cool. And you can so whatever. I only had, I've used it.
2: Do you have to use it with the app?
1: Yeah, you can't use it without it because that's <coughs> the app tells it how much the ticket costs to put on the card. Okay. So you have to have your phone with you. Oh, have I to see. have the date on and all that or whatever or Wi-Fi. So, in your opinion, is it worth it? I think it's. I've seen four movies since I've got it and paid ten bucks, and I plan to see more before the month is over.
2: Nice.
0: And this is your first month
1: of having it. Yeah, I got it. What was it like a uh, last, like two weekends ago? Okay, so, so you're... it saved
2: you quite a bit of money so it is. far. I've,
1: I mean, I paid for it. Like the first movie I saw with it was twelve bucks normally. So I've already, it's already paid for itself. So it's really only ten bucks. Yeah, it's. I haven't been. Like I don't honestly know how this is, uh, sustainable as a company. And you
2: can't use it in tandem with your stubs thing, right? If you're an AMC member,
1: I've only, it. I've used it twice at AMC. So I used it once at one of the little kiosk, like where you just. Mm-hmm. swipe card on it and it let me use it but I took it to one without a kiosk and they wouldn't use it so I think it's if you're doing it through the system they don't know you're using movie pass so they'll give it to you but if a person sees you play with a movie pass then that person probably it was, was probably told,
0: prompted to not let does this person have movie pass
2: right what say you Nate you look uh, like you were about to say something
0: it's just I was gonna uh, to, to tell you that that was what AP was telling me off air oh I that see that they, um, that it just depends on whether or not you use the kiosk. So that's interesting because where we're at, both theaters have kiosks, so yeah. we would not ever have to deal with people. Every time we're seeing a movie, it's saying that 10 bucks, 20 bucks, 30 bucks worth of movie is going back to the Stubbs card. I don't and know. Then,
2: Maybe we shouldn't talk about this.
0: <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's just, it, sounds,
2: I mean, it doesn't well, sound I mean, right. it's
1: Technically, not because the theater's getting the money for the ticket they're getting this you pay 10 bucks they're still getting paid 13 14 whatever Correct. The ticket costs mm-hmm. so they shouldn't even be allowed to do it but they're just being sticklers because they don't like that am they don't agree with movie pass i see but and it's
0: just i think the math is like this you're asking how it works there are 1.5 million movie pass users right now which is a crazy number actually when you at think 10 about bucks, it it's, um 15, 15, at 10 bucks so 15 million dollars a month to determine how many people go see movies. And if those 1.5 million don't go every single day, guarantee you it evens out. Eventually. There's maybe some heavy users who go right. every fucking day. I mean, they had day. to have
2: thought it out before even right. putting this model well, and, into practice. And there's a caveat
0: because you can only see the specific movie you see once with MoviePass. You can't right. go view it and two or three or four times. And a, a, a
1: non-specialty screening. And the one thing that's interesting mm-hmm. is I was found this article that I'm going to talk about on my show yesterday. You have talked about on. it. Yeah.
0: You will have already talked about it. Is that... Weird.
1: This isn't the, the... interview with the CEO... This isn't his end game. Because he's using this information to find out what people go see when they're not restricted by money. And he actually bought a movie... MoviePass bought a movie at Sundance to distribute. Huh. So if they they can say... MoviePass... User, like, I get notifications like, you should see this movie. Like, they're using their place to direct to see movies and they can... I think that's their end game is to get more control over what movies you go see. That's how they're going to get their money. They can partner with studios to be like, it's almost like
2: offering exclusive content.
1: Exactly. So I think that's their end goal.
0: Well, that's interesting. Uh, With MoviePass, the other thing you got to think about is like, it, it right now it's still such in its early phase that all the kinks are still being worked out. They still don't have like a family plan. I think that needs to happen. Then you have like a couples plan. Right. I would. There are a lot of different, different options. options like I told
1: you this on the last one is that I would pay twenty five bucks if I could have access to two tickets at a time. Because so you'd
0: be willing to spend more, but what would you get for the extra five? Because you shouldn't pay them five extra dollars for the convenience of bundling something that right. should be one option. Well,
1: it's just because like say my fiance and I want to go see a movie or a friend and I I can use the movie pass and bit two tickets at a time as opposed to like otherwise I have to do two transactions I have to do one for me with the movie pass and then they have to do one for the ticket or I have to do one like I saw a movie with my parents on Saturday so I had I bought their tickets because I was being nice so I bought their tickets and then bought mine so and with like reserve seating it becomes complicated if you go to like an AMC that has reserve seating it's like buyers then hope when you buy the other two tickets or other ticket that they're next to each other right so that's the only downside. But if you could buy two tickets at a time, I would pay more for more convenience that way. But I think that's something that they're playing on offer. They've talked about just family on, plan. So or,
0: just on convenience alone, you'd be willing to pay more with no extra bonus caveat.
1: Right, because even $25 would still be less than the cost of seeing one movie for two people. I,
0: I, I totally understand that, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that I would pay like... If it was like 18 bucks for two people, you know, just a little bit of a discount because you're now two people are in on this subscription. I brought another person in who's going to be more revenue for really also another thing that movie pass is trying to do is promote what concession stay sales. You don't spend the $10 on the ticket. Now you're spending it in the concession. You're helping the theater,
1: right? Because the theater doesn't make money off the movies. They screen as much. Correct. You can still
2: use your stub cards at concessions, right? Truth. Mm -hmm
1: so you're essentially getting points and like rewards right so still
0: I, Stack City USA like
1: I wouldn't mm. be even like I feel like movies theaters in general should put like a a movie pass type thing for concessions like not like unlimited but I'm saying like you can get like six large popcorns and twelve drinks a month for like thirty bucks or twenty bucks or something
0: it'd be, it'd be a steal yeah for and if you don't that and if you don't use go, it great If you, maybe create a way to have a rollover for yeah. it you know
1: like a subscription-based concession, you get
0: half of your previous month in the next month. Yeah. So what, what we don't, you use? don't use, you get half of. That way, they don't lose. I mean, that's an idea. I don't know. Just riffing here. You know need ne- we need a Netflix for movies. Have you got Before we get into like the meat and potatoes of today, because really we've got like one big humongous thing on the docket, which is the Oscar nominations right. were officially announced, and we're going to be giving our thoughts and opinions and predictions. And, and predictions and whatnot. Before we get into that, though. Uh, are there any movies recently you guys have seen that we might not talk about today that are worth bringing up here and now um, that maybe aren't on the not Oscar noms or something you've recently rewatched? I know you were watching some old school Stephen King and some horror and stuff last night that would be really interesting oh, to man. talk about on our
2: podcast. <coughs> Sorry. Like I said, I'm not feeling very good. <clears throat> wow. I was very sick this weekend, so... Sarah and I decided to, like, have a super old-school chill night, and we watched uh, Creep Show, which is one of my favorite Stephen King movies, and Cat's Eye, which is definitely one of my favorite Stephen King movies, and surprisingly enough, she hadn't seen either of them, which is wow. really weird to me, you know, because she, obviously she loved them, and I knew she would have loved them, but. They were some of my favorites. Um, we've been watching a lot of Stephen King lately.
0: So, Cat's Eye features a young Drew Barrymore. <laughs> I think this is—you yeah. said the movie she did right after E.T. Somewhere I don't know pretty close. It was right
1: after
2: E.T., but it was after E.T. Okay. Is it before or after Firestarter? That's what I was going to ask. Um, I think it was around the same time. Cat's Eye. Let me look up when that came out. I think it was probably like 1982 or something like yeah, that. That's what I was thinking. I don't too. know, 82 is when Creepshow came out. Let me look. And up of course,
0: see. with Creepshow. Stephen King is like one of the starring characters in this, that he's also directing with George A. Romero.
2: Cat's Eye came out in 1985.
0: Oh, wow. So a little bit later even still. Mm-hmm. hmm
2: Yeah, this is one of my favorite Stephen King movies. It's like an anthology, which I love. All these little vignettes of weird little stories that kind of coalesce together an- through a cat. And
0: Anast- it's, oh, 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 um, that's Cat's Eye. Yeah.
2: Okay. And then Creepshow is another, um, it's like a, a horror comic book come to life.
0: Which is really cool because oh, it actually goodness. has like comic book stuff that like the book opens and closes and actually becomes a comic and midst mm. the story. So it's interesting. Inter- it's very interesting how they did that. I caught a little bit of it after Journey into Comics. Uh, and V,
1: that, uh, seeing your shirt just reminds me of Christine, which is also not a bad Stephen King movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing an Elvis shirt today.
0: Maybe someday soon we it's should so do an in change. tandem episode with literature. Pot- uh, literature podcast and do a Stephen King movie slash book episode oh, like all that. encompassing i read a lot of his books yeah. I, I think that, that would be I mean I don't know if, if Joanna would be down for that but I well, think well
2: we definitely need to have a Stephen King themed foodies watching movies oh, I'd oh
0: absolutely because there's so many good things I Actually, saw the new It oh what did you think
1: I just thought it was pretty good. I Really? Did you guys like it? Did
4: you haven't guys? Seen I it. haven't seen it yet. It's not I, I went to go see it in theaters with my friend Bridget. Did you I, I liked it. Yeah, it's definitely not my favorite Stephen King adaptation. My favorite is probably always going to be The Mist. Mm. Ooh, that book
2: was so sad.
0: And this has been a running Ooh. theme in foodies. You guys talking about the mist and your, and your love for that. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That was a sad book. What it was, was I gonna say? so scary. I, uh, uh, Stephen King. Oh, recently I just saw that they're doing a
1: sequel to The Shining. They already made the book. book Doctor book is fantastic. Sleep. You know what? I, Did you read Doctor Sleep?
2: I started reading Doctor Sleep when it came out, but then I got pregnant. Oh. And I put it down because I was having a hard time reading it, being emotional and hormonal and all that shit. It's a
1: little dark. It's dark.
2: So I put it down for a while. And then since I had my child four years ago, I've barely had any time to read. Mm -hmm. So I never finished it. But The Shining is my favorite Stephen King book. And I know like The Shining, um, the movie that Stanley Kubrick did, Stanley, or Steve Stanley, Stephen King didn't like it. Yeah. It's like infamous infamously well, so hated I have, it.
1: I have the uh, the miniseries that he made that's more true to the. Yeah, I, I saw I the
2: miniseries. What was that Stephen Weber who was in it or something yeah, like that? I
1: haven't I haven't watched. I have it. It think... was
2: unnecessarily long. Well,
1: it's the what
2: same... the Stephen King miniseries of The Shining that he produced? See, I love Stephen King. Was that King, on but... sci-fi? Yeah, might have I think so. so. I feel like
4: well, it had like... Portia de Rossi in
1: it. Well, yeah, the, something uh, like that. I well, don't remember. Well, this miniseries was good.
4: I didn't see that
1: with Tim Curry.
4: You didn't see that with Tim Curry with John, John Ritter and Tim Curry. Yeah,
1: you didn't see what? that. You know yeah. pe- the original Pennywise. That was yeah. the, that was a mini series. It was two. It was like
4: it was
2: like it was like basically like oh like, yeah I like, seen it was that, like obviously. three and a half hours yeah. long. Yeah. But, they, yeah, but they broke it up. I remember years. we had it. It was on VHS and it was two tapes. Yeah,
1: it was um, the kids and adults because interesting. Yeah, I also saw the. Gunslinger recently too. I didn't see that. The Dark
2: Tower. The Dark Tower, not the Gunslinger. I really liked uh, that Netflix show with James Franco in it. Uh, oh, eleven, eleven twenty-three. 26. That was
1: actually the my first Stephen King book that like really? got me into his back because I like. I story. really liked
2: that show. I thought it, we were really into it. We binge watched it and finished it in like a weekend. Wait, what? It's about the um, this man who tries to go back in time, or he goes back in time um, to stop the Kennedy assassination. And history like the universe is like or time itself is like trying to stop him from preventing so it puts from changing things. the future essentially because he thought he was whatever it was really good. I, I
1: still <laughs> you would like it I haven't finished the series it's on Hulu it's a, oh Hulu it. not Netflix sorry yeah you should watch, if you have Hulu you should watch it but I read the book and it's a it was a great read it was also historic well beyond the adjusting it was very historically accurate for what was going on at the time mm-hmm.
4: They're finally turning Mad Adam into a tril- that trilogy of books by Margaret Atwood. I don't know if you've ever read anything by her. Uh uh-huh. She did Alias Grace and she did The Handmaid's Tale. though well, one's on Hulu, one's on Netflix. Well, probably
1: The Handmaid's Tale. All that publicity from it is probably what's leading to a lot of Margaret Atwood stuff getting adapted.
4: Yeah. I'm so excited for that to come out. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to be adapted yet. It was originally supposed to be adapted by Darren Aronfonsky he did requiem for a dream black swan yeah
1: yeah i didn't see
2: mother because i saw i was told not to i
1: heard heard a lot of people hated mother but i heard it's just because it's a really weird allegory for i heard it was a little messed up and people who didn't get it didn't like it and it's hard to grasp i guess the concepts they were doing
4: i mean i could see that but at the same time like it it was very straightforward to me, like in its themes. So I
1: think I'm gonna have to give it a, a
0: watch. Were, were you guys talking about eleven twenty two sixty three? Yeah, I fucking love that show. You should read Not the book. Not to cut in, I haven't read the book yet.
1: I can I have the book. I can let you, It's a big book, though. I don't know. Is, and 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 to
0: just jump back to, I, I'm like catching all these different themes that happened because I had to kick the cat out because she was just being. <laughs> You guys probably stepped just, away. yeah, she was a little obnoxious there, but I wasn't uh, hearing her. Oh, well, that's good. I feel bad now that I kicked her out, but uh, hindsight's always 2020. Um, but is the is the handmaiden's Tale really sad? Is um, it like a bummer? Cuz I have I I, I I as I'm getting older, I'm learning that I cannot emotionally deal with bummer flicks or shows for that matter. If it's like a really a downer, man, I have a hard time wanting to buy in. That's
4: um weird. Kind of. In some ways it is, but in other ways it can be very uplifting and And hopeful, depending on how you look at it.
0: Okay, good. Because, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit later here. That kind of exactly how you described Handmaiden's Tale. Is that? Handmaids. Handmaids, not maiden, handmaid. Handmaid's Tale. uh, Is kind of how I saw um, Itania. And we'll get into that when we're talking about the Oscar
1: Knobs. And I guess moving up, I want to. I know we talked about this. Off air. The uh, my recommendation for all, cause I told I was going to throw out the rec for this week.
0: Oh yeah, you want these guys to see it. I think I can. Ha- I think I have access to this. By the awesome. way, so. so I
1: want all of you guys to see the big sick. It's a fantastic movie. I've seen it twice now because it's on Amazon Prime.
3: Oh, what's cool. it about?
1: Uh, it's a, the true story of uh, Kumal Nanjani's that he's an actor in a comedian. He did Silicon Valley? He it's it's the story of him and how he how he met his wife and. His wife's uh, ailment that she got, she was in the hospital for part of it. Holly Hunter's in it, and Ray Romano. It's a really good movie. Mm. Uh, Judd Apatow produced it. it uh,
2: typically, I like Judd Apatow stuff.
1: It's, uh, there's they, some sad parts of the movie, but overall, it's a pretty good, pretty happy movie.
0: V, do you remember that episode of Broad City where they're trying to get the air conditioner? Yeah. And they go to that dude who's moving, and he's doing the Amer- the the great race or whatever. What yeah,
2: he's recording himself. With That's the, GoPro. the guy
0: that wrote and directed this about his <laughs> wife, the big sick. That's that dude. Oh, okay. So just you breath because I I it saw you pretty
1: sh- funny. Yeah. yeah. So and it's it's kind of um, I don't want to compare it to Funny People because they're very different movies, but it's kind of the feel of Funny because they do like bits and pieces where like because he's a comedian, so there's like bits where he's like performing his stand up and like backstage stuff is incorporated into that movie so I really it's not a super long movie but it's really good
0: so that's that's my rec
1: and that's also an Oscar nom it's an Oscar nom for best original screenplay
0: oh excellent excellent cool Uh, so we talked about what you recently watched the which was some Stephen King and stuff. Mm-hmm. AP, what about you? Other than recommending The Big Sick, is there anything uh, else you've been watching?
1: I talked a little bit while you were out of the room. With uh, I saw It and um, the Dark Tower.
0: Oh, what did you think of Dark Tower? It. If you did, you already elaborate earlier.
1: Not particularly. Okay. It's just I haven't read the uh, the Gunslinger series or the Dark Tower series mm-hmm. by Stephen King, but I know this movie is not. A, it's more of a loosely adapted than like a, a a straight adaption of any of the books. Or it's just like, it's a relation to the story, but it's, its own entity. But it wasn't terrible, but I feel okay. like they could have done more. It was also very short. It could have easily been another half hour oh, for me. Oh,
0: interesting. But
1: I saw that, and I, with Movies, I think the love I saw that's also a Best Picture nom was uh, The Post. I want a to see it. A very that. timely film. So much stuff is a, is a subtle jab at the current white house and administration and a lot of Nixon comparisons. So interesting. Yeah. It, it's definitely worth a watch. It's Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep, which you really can't go wrong with that. Yeah, wow. How you that lose.
0: I mean, that's like a home run stacked cast,
1: right? And a John Williams score. So, oh wow.
0: Yeah, for sure. Lauren, what about you? Anything, watch anything good?
4: Hmm. Nope. The only thing I recently watched was, the Descent.
0: The Descent.
2: Oh, the cave movie. Yeah. I don't think I've was seen scary. it. I don't think
0: I've seen
1: that. I
2: watched it once and it made me very uncomfortable because yeah. I'm like I'm kind of. Claustrophobic. I went to go see it in theaters
4: with my best friend and her sister, and that was most uncomfortable I've ever been in a movie theater. Me too. Like I went and saw like it in theaters and the was like squirming in our seats. Really? Was it, was it in theaters
1: now? No, no it it's came older out. Movie? It came out
4: like. 10 12 years ago i want to say yeah around then. it's about these five women who go on like some kind of like outdoor exploration excursion like every few years and one of their husbands um well yeah, and you nailed it 2006 yeah the descent Shit. was
1: one, that the one with the big like they went inside like, a tree or something
4: no they went down into this cave system this unexplored cave system and like the, the Appalachians.
1: Appalachians
4: okay and they i mean the first half of the movie is fucking scary just because it's so claustrophobic
2: right because they're spelunking and <laughs> yeah. that's like what's so horrific that, about it yeah. yeah. and ha- then, oh, until and, halfway then and then like the last half the last
4: half of the movie, you you find out like why all these people went down there and why this cave system hasn't been named yet. It's because no one has gone down there and came out and survived. Oh shit! Because all right. there's all these there's all these like monsters. I don't know what to call them. They're like monsters. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like they call them crawlers in the movie. Oh Jesus! Ooh, um, they they just they just they're they're blind, so they've completely adapted to live down in the dark. So they, like, use sonar hearing like bats do. Oh, that would be
1: disturbing.
4: And so that's how they hunt. And and they kind of, and I mean, these five women, they kind of stumbled, they kind of stumbled into it because I feel like they had to, like, go to the surface and bring their food back down to eat it. Oh. And so, I mean, they're basically...
0: Delivery. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We brought your lunch. Yeah. We're here. Yeah,
4: that...
1: Spelunking just makes me uncomfortable now. I'm not claustrophobic. But I feel like if I was in a tight space like that, I would just freak out.
0: What was that? Uh, what was that? Franco, 127 days, hours, 127 hours. Yeah. Did you guys see that? I did. Yeah. I did not.
1: That we one's not that. It. That one's not that bad. He's not really. He's in. You can see straight above him. He's not like in a cave.
0: You know what? You will enjoy watching. I recently just digitally handed this to you today by way of your hard drive is touching the void. I can't wait for your what you say. You've been wanting somebody
2: to watch that movie with you for a long time. Watch
1: (laughs) it before the next episode. And also,
0: I want. If we're talking about recommendations, uh, I want everybody to at some point on this podcast watch Hands on a Hard Body.
1: So, you so me yes,
0: let me explain what this is. If I haven't done it on the podcast, I can't recall. So, Hands on a Hard Body is a documentary from 1992, okay? Typically, the only way you can even find this documentary is if you get lucky and it's in one of, like, the dollar bins at Walmart, okay? Oh, wow. And I mean DVD. They don't have it in Blu-ray or any of that shit. It's just not happening. So, Hands on a Hard Body was this actual competition in this town in Texas in 92 where everybody would come who, who, who got picked... And you would put your hand on a brand new Nissan truck. You get a five-minute break every hour and a 15-minute break every six hours. The last person with their hand on it wins. It both, if, if one of your hands at any time – if both of your hands are off of it, you lose. As long as one hand is touching it, you're still can in the you- game. You can shift all day, however you want. Here's the thing that you're not realizing is not just not just the people who are in the competition – but also the people who are filming this seventy-five hours of people standing trying to win a truck, they all go delirious. Some crazy stuff happens, right? You watch people slip into psychosis. This one kid just starts laughing uncontrollably. No one knows why. He just loses it and starts laughing uncontrollably at the twenty-sixth hour, you know. And it's amazing. It's just—it's really a beautiful story of real people. Really, Do
1: you have to be standing the whole time.
0: Uh, yes, yes. You can't lean on the car. so uh, yeah, Correct. You have to be standing, touching, right? And it's, just, it's really an interesting character piece because you see all these people from different walks of life who have different struggles going on. There's this one girl who's in the competition who rode her bike 26 miles one way to apply for this competition because she didn't have a car and she was trying to win this truck. Wow. So she did like a 40-some-odd mile thing over the course of a weekend to apply to get this and got in. You know, and I won't tell you what happens, but it's it's very interesting. Just I love documentaries. That's one of my things. Like honestly, Um, did you guys ever see? It's on Netflix. Best of Enemies. Mm
3: -mm. It's
0: about Gore Vidal and uh, I can't think of the other dude's name, but uh, they were both debaters on national TV in the '60s during the Nixon election, like '68, I think, and. Uh, they would just know how to say the right thing to legitimately piss each other off, you know? Like, so they were, like, literally pros at just being enemies with each other. Well, the dude that's not Gore Vidal calls Gore Vidal something very ridiculous in 1968 to call a person on TV. And that decision drives him mad for the rest of his life because it makes him question his own existence. It's crazy. The story is insane. I the guy who said it or Gorvidel. Vidal? The guy who said it, not Gorvidel. Vidal. actually lives his life, and he doesn't really, like, it's it's an afterthought. He passed away recently, but, um, you know, it, all in all, it being an afterthought, it doesn't affect him as much as it does this other guy. Let me look up this other dude's name uh, while someone else takes over for a hot second here as I try to pull up Best of Enemies and see what that movie was about, because I can't remember the other dude's name. As soon as I see it, I'm going to be like, oh, shit, that was it
1: know oh, there's one document I want to check out. Is that uh that Jim and Andy? Oh my God! Documentary. That was you so watched good. that?
2: Yeah, the Jim and Andy documentary on Netflix was really great.
1: Because I didn't like. I watched the trailer. I didn't. I want to check out the. I want to watch Man on the Moon again. Have you seen the man? Have you I seen that movie, Man on it again the Moon? Because I watched it a long, long. Time Did you see ago. that
2: movie, Lauren? Man on the Moon. I would really recommend you watch it. I think it's still on Netflix. No, who's in it? Jim Carrey. He like, plays Andy
4: Kaufman. No, the comedian. I've heard of it.
2: It's incredible. It's such a good movie. And they made a documentary um, about the making of that movie. Uh, featuring Jim Carrey's like home videos that they were shooting
1: during filming. I didn't realize he w- went so method. Like he, he became... went super he method and refused. just became
2: Andy Kaufman during yeah.
0: filming. He wouldn't like respond to people calling him Jim. Like you had to. Call it was him like Andy. such an
2: intense connection. Well, and uh, to that I don't role. know if you
0: know the. I don't know if you know the history of uh, Andy Kaufman and like the stuff that happened with like. That's uh, what, Memphis, why she needs to watch that movie Memphis the end of the Championship moon. Wrestling and stuff. And like Jerry Lawler had this spat with uh, Andy Kaufman and. Like, slapped him on Letterman and all this shit. So Jim Carrey didn't tell the real Jerry Lawler, who actually lived this with Andy Kaufman, what he was going to do to fuck with him during the filming of the the Man on the Moon movie. So technically, Jerry Lawler had to live through the crazy bullshit of that twice. The only thing is, when Andy Kaufman and Jerry Lawler did that bit, they planned everything out. They knew everything that was going to happen. They were cold and calculated. Jim Carrey... Did not tell Jerry Lawler anything that was gonna happen. He would just like in the middle of him getting his and makeup he done, hospital, he'd go and, he... yeah, he ended up getting him, putting him in the hospital. But like he, he ended up like shaking the trailer while he was trying to get his makeup done. So the people were fucking up Jerry Lawler's makeup for the movie and stuff like all kinds of crazy. I would happens. really recommend
2: this documentary um, on Netflix. It's very good and it's an interesting perspective to see Jim Carrey. Uh, in just talking about himself. Well, I this, remember like, old season At now. least from the
1: trailer, which I really want to see the movie. He talked about like when it was over, I didn't know how to be myself again, which I thought was a very ooh deep. Man. Yeah, right for Jim Carrey, that's impressive because
0: it's like he forgot who Jim was because he became became Andy. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, nuts. To go back to Best of Enemies, I looked it up. Uh, in 1968, Ideological Opposites, William F. Buckley, he's the oh. guy that says it, and, and Gore Vidal hold a series of riveting, nationally televised debates that usher in a new era of public discourse and pundit TV. Uh, he calls him an F-bomb. Oh. Like, not a UCK bomb, but the other F-bomb in 68 on national TV. Mm. Uh oh and, oh yeah it just it all clicked for you just then yeah so that would really yeah and um essentially buckley said it and then kind of started questioning his own life and who he was and if maybe that's who he actually was and that's why there was this like hidden hate like it it stirred up such discourse that he spent the rest of his life questioning who he was as a person
1: that would damn wow that definitely Crazy. backfired as a yeah. best of
0: enemies definitely one to check out in okay. the documentary range uh as far as that's concerned i don't really have much else Do there want
1: to discuss our picks
2: yeah let's go over our picks let's
0: get into it yeah let's start let's just go down you know, the line we'll well, let me talk. just
2: preface by saying i have hardly seen any of these movies so We're, a lot of them are just educated guesses
0: and we are going to be watching these movies and we'll be watching them leading up we, to the oscars as we lead up to 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 the oscars. these are just the our looks. preliminary
2: <laughs> picks yeah, that's Let's gonna be awesome
0: to record a show at your place. That'll be totally different. Yeah. and uh, Are we gonna have champagne? I'm gonna do we champagne. Need to, Do we need to dress in tuxedo?
1: Get tuxedo t shirt. We can dress in Tuxedo
0: t shirt. I love that. Tuxedo okay. t
2: shirts, yeah, that's fine. We can wear tuxedo t shirts.
0: I'm probably just gonna Buy be dressed a red like rug. Nate.
1: Probably a red rug and just <laughs> walk over yeah. the red rug I have. Go
2: all out, AP. Why not? (laughs) I'm into that. YOLO.
0: So let's start at the bottom over here and work our way up to Best Picture. That's how they would do it in the actual awards here. Probably. So I'll start at the bottom with Best Cinematography. I'll read off who is in the nomination, my pick, and then we'll work our way around. Got it. And then we'll pass Best Supporting Actor on to you or Veronica and so on and and work our way all the way, all the way I think we
1: should go up and then to the left. The best way to do it.
0: Okay, so cinematography up to supporting actress, down to supporting actor, up to best picture. Yeah. So a reverse N.
2: Yes. Cool. Alright, we've got our ballots printed out. That's what we're talking about.
0: <laughs> sure, and, and like we've said, we don't we haven't all seen all of these picks, so these are a lot of educated guesses. Some of this Preliminary is con, guesses. some of this is conjecture based on other award ceremonies that have already happened and who's been winning right. in those categories. It's sometimes a good precursor to the Academy Awards. So We'll start with cinematography. In the nominations for Best Cinematography for the 90th Academy Awards, that's crazy to think we're right? at 90th Academy Awards here uh, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Mudbound, and The Shape of Water. Uh, my pick would be The Shape of Water on this. Uh, although I could definitely see Blade Runner 2049 sneaking away with this Oscar nom. We'll take it to uh, AP. What, 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 what's your cinematography pick? I
1: have Dunkirk just because it's Christopher Nolan and I watched that movie in theaters and the amount of practical effects used in that movie. Like, he legitimately sunk a World War II ship. What? And, like, partially. Like, he f- had actors in a ship and flooded it. He just tipped the ship over filled it with water while the actor's in there, and just shot it live. Like, legit. Wow.
2: Like, I actually picked Dunkirk as well. Yeah, I I would... If reasons. Chris Nolan
1: gets anything out of this award, I think it would be cinematography. Yeah. Okay. That's what and I'm also, too. hold on, before I jump oh. off, uh, Mudbound's actually on Netflix, because it's a Netflix-made film, if anyone wants to watch oh, it. Okay.
0: Starring Mary J. Blige? I think. Yeah,
1: it's a... Yeah. Excuse me.
0: Cool. Lauren.
4: I did The Shape of Water.
0: Oh, so we're split 50-50 here. Lauren and I have picked Shape of Water for Best Cinematography. You and Veronica have picked Dunkirk. Uh, moving on, we'll have V talk about the Best Animated Feature Film.
2: Why? Because I'm a mom?
0: No, that was just happenstance. I just I passed it this way for what AP's opinion was of who was going to win cinematography, so I figured I'd pass the next category to you. I see. Yeah.
2: Okay, so the nominees for Best Animated Feature Film are The Boss Baby, what the fuck the boss baby yeah for real the breadwinner coco ferdinand and loving vincent i picked coco because that was the only one that i remember hearing anything about besides the boss baby and i will not pick the boss baby on principle because it's called the boss baby
0: next (laughs) uh i picked ferdinand just because it's john cena you can't see him i couldn't couldn't see the movie uh, (laughs) oh i see what you did there uh You know, it's funny because I want to bring this up while we're here in the Best Animated Feature Film. Drawing a lot of controversy right now, this category, Uh, there was a tweet that was recently uh, regurgitated to the internet world from somebody who does the voting on these that said that no one watches those freaking fucking Chinese films that no one will remember anyways. And it's crazy to think that Boss Baby on... Rotten Tomatoes has a 52%. And there are some of these really good animated anime movies that have like 92, 95, 96%. You know?
2: Right. I'm surprised that that... um, What was that movie called? The Witch and the...
0: Molly and the Witch something? The
2: Flower or
1: something like that. I wanted to see that movie,
2: but it was never like around here.
1: Right. Well, that's the one downside with the Academy is that despite (laughs) the changes they've made, it's still... 70% or not. You
2: still get nominees like The Boss Baby.
1: Right, because it's predominantly white, it's still predominantly male, regardless of the stuff they changed. It's like 30% women and
2: 25%
1: minority.
4: Did I pick for what?
2: For a best animated feature?
4: Ferdinand.
2: Ferdinand. Did you see it? Weird.
4: Uh, no, I did not see Ferdinand. I, I feel like I saw someone in front of me when I was going to get tickets to go see another movie. <laughs> so mom and her young kids were like, we're going to go see Ferdinand. So that's why I put it down.
1: Okay. I have Coco Could just be because it's Pixar and it's Dia de los Muertos. Which...
2: Wow, so we're split again. Same split. Coco and Ferdinand. Same split. Weird. All right, so best original screenplay. Lauren, read the nominees.
4: The Big Sick, Get Out, lady bird the shape of water three billboards outside ebbing missouri
2: i did get out
1: i did get out as well same i have the big sick i just re- it's if get out wins anything in the academy awards i think it's going to be this category that's why but, i picked it but i really have hope that the big sick gets it it's such a good movie
2: i feel like get out it probably isn't going to win anything other than best original screenplay right just Which is of the type disappointing. Of movie it right. is. I know It's it such case, a good it's a, movie. It's
1: an honor to be nominated. That's.
2: Great. I okay. This is what I want to say. I want Get Out to win everything that it's nominated in. But this, this is just what I'm pick, I'm picking Get Out for screenplay.
1: Right.
0: Totally. Uh AP, Let's move it on to you. Best adapted screenplay. Yes. The
1: best, best adapted screenplay nominees are Call Me by Your Name, The Disaster Artist. Logan, Molly's Game, and Mudbound. Hmm. And my pick for this was Molly's Game. I saw it last week. It's Aaron Sorkin screenplay. Aaron Sorkin directed about a true story. It's uh Jessica Chastain and Idris Elba. Oh. Great cast. It very well done movie. It's I think this is the only thing it's nominated for. I don't think Jessica Chastain got an actress. Hmm. She did not. But She's I, a
2: very severe woman. She, she was kind uh, of funny on SNL. Yeah. She just hosted. It was pretty funny. I liked
1: funny. the, uh, what, it doesn't even matter anymore. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was hilarious.
2: She kid. was trying very hard to break her her stereotype cast of being like a hard ass.
1: Right. But yeah, still that character in that movie, but still very good. And I'm also, I I don't know. I'll just pass it over before I move on Nate.
0: Best adapted screenplay for me, I want it to be the disaster artist. Me too. Just based on the fact that it's, the worst screenplay for real.
2: Nate shared the screenplay of The Room oh, totally. on his In Facebook page the other day. And I made the mistake of clicking to see more. And then I had to scroll all the way through the screenplay just to be able to like continue scrolling. It was that long. Wow. Anyway... <laughs> I also picked The Disaster Artist. It'd Excellent. be perfect. It if, was a great movie. If they would win an Oscar for that because it was such a shitty original screenplay.
0: And this is one that we've actually seen. I mean, we also saw Logan. Two of the best adapted screenplays I've seen. I loved Logan. It was awesome. Don't get me wrong.
2: That was a good movie. Uh, that was sad as hell, though. Yeah.
0: I just
1: First for a... Uh... Superhero
0: movie. Yes, correct. It is the first time a superhero movie has been best adapted screenplay. But I just, again, the disaster artist, there's something about it for me that really did it. I loved the acting in it. The story was great. It makes you really feel for Tommy, and that's the evolution of that character and him as a person, you know? Uh, but that's all I have there. Uh, Lauren? What about you? Best Adapted Screenplay.
4: I did The Disaster Artist as well. Hell yeah.
0: Have you got to see that yet?
2: No. Oh,
1: man. It's so good.
4: It's
2: pretty funny.
0: Do you mm. need
1: to watch The Room to enjoy The Disaster Artist? No.
2: I think you should do it first if you can. You looked
1: me up with The Room, didn't you?
0: Yes. I've never seen The Room still. Saw The Disaster Artist. I want to see The Room now. to
2: see it, but you're going to want to see it afterwards, and then you're going to be like, this is it, so you should probably watch it first. Got it.
0: So you don't you, you don't have those letdown. expectations, yeah. It's a letdown, but you already know it's going to be bad. But
2: that's why it gets you pumped for this movie that makes fun of it okay. in, a, in a loving way. Okay, okay fair name,
1: enough. Best foreign language film.
0: Ah, oh, best foreign language film. Seen none of these, so this I don't is don't all totally.
2: I would actually probably see
0: a couple of these if, if they are as remotely interesting as what's in my brain based on their title, you know. Uh, but the fan, a fantastic woman, the insult, loveless, on body and soul and The Square, best foreign language film. And that's uh, The Fantastic Woman is from Chile, The Insult is Lebanon, uh, Loveless from Russia, On Body and Soul from Hungary, and The Square from Sweden.
2: I haven't seen any of these. I'm Same. going with The Fantastic Woman. Same. It sounds great.
1: Same here. I put it just because of the title, to yeah, be totally that's honest. Yeah, I picked
2: it. It sounds a lot more fun than the other ones. I did Loveless. Just because. It's Russia. <laughs> yeah, I love Russia.
4: Well, I love Russia Russian isn't literature. It's
2: popular with us in the United States these days. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's why I'm going with Chile. They'd be so excited.
0: All right, be V. Be best Supporting Actress. Yet.
2: Best Supporting Actress, Mary J. Blige and Mudbound. Uh, mud Sorry, I'm trying to get my list here without spilling my drink. Uh, Alice and Janie in I, Tanya, whom is also my pick for this category. I'll just say it now. Oh, good call. Leslie Manville in Phantom Thread, Laurie Metcalf in Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer in The Shape of Water. Yeah, I'm going with Alice and Janie because I thought she was just incredible in I, Tanya and how awful she was.
0: Man, that movie is intense. Does uh, she have a bird in that movie? Yeah, yes. it's so weird. Uh, like it was shoulder, a really like weird, a weird movie. <laughs> Yeah, that movie's really fucked up. It just it shows uh, a really dark, real side of how some parents are, you know. And I'm blessed very to have less abusive, that. abusive worse than that. Yeah. I mean, it's to a whole different level. The story overall, though, you know, it's you you feel for Tanya Harding so much, and you're just like, wow, yeah. the amount of shit she had to eat and still not get the recognition she deserved. You know, it's crazy to me. It's the the story is very incredible. and Like I was telling you. It's shot from a perspective where they took live actual interviews with the people and recreate them for the sake of this movie, plus tell the stories that they're telling in, in these documentary series in between. It's so well done. That's my pick. Alice and Janie, I, Tonya.
1: AP? Yeah, I have Alice and Janie, I, Tonya. I know going in, I heard it was going to be between Laurie Metcalf and Alice and Janie. I haven't seen Lady Bird. It looks interesting. I need to watch it, but mm-hmm. my vote's Alice and Janie. It, she looks like a total transformation for that movie
2: i've hmm. always loved that actress
1: i started watching uh the west ring recently so i'm a few episodes in now and she's in that along with a bunch of other people including the guy from get out the dad from hmm. get out he was in that looking they all look super young in that movie or that show because it's west wing years, yeah like 20 oh, years ago nice.
4: nice 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 lauren i did octavia spencer the shape of water
1: I don't know what her role in that movie is. I don't know what it is
2: either. We haven't seen it yet, but yeah, we are think, going to watch it. I
1: think her and Sally Hawkins' character, I think they're both like like uh, janitors for the facility. Mm. I think they're both like friends. But since Sally Hawkins' character is deaf, I think she's the main talking person out of the two of them.
2: I'm so excited to see The Shape of Water. I've always loved Guillermo del Toro. and uh, his, his books are incredible. His show The Strain was really great. And um, I love his movies, and I cannot believe I still haven't seen this movie, you was know?
1: It, was it Guillermo del Toro that wanted to make a Justice League movie? Or is that Quentin Tarantino? Justice League Dark. Oh, okay, that was him.
2: Well, let's move on to the next category, Best Supporting Actor, yeah?
0: Yeah. It's on Lauren.
4: Willem Dafoe, The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins, The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer, All the Money in the World, and Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. I did Woody Harrelson because I loved him
2: in True Detective. Oh, man, season one. Mm-hmm. That was a good one. And True Detective. I, I,
4: haven't, I haven't seen any of these movies, so <laughs>
2: I just... I, I would love for Woody Harrelson to win an Oscar. That would be magnificent. However, my pick was Sam Rockwell... And I haven't even seen that movie yet, but I love Sam Rockwell.
1: I, I have Sam Rockwell as well because he's been sweeping the awards. Mm-hmm. But my heart wants Christopher Plummer to win. Oh, I love Christopher Plummer too. The whole story of how he gave him into that role and the fact I saw All the Money in the World and the amount of, like, he's still an you, amazing actor at his age.
0: Do you guys know about this story with Christopher Plummer? Mm-mm. He replaced Kevin Spacey in this movie, All the Money in the World, a month before the movie came out. He reshot the entire movie. All those scenes with Kevin Spacey were reshot with Christopher Plummer to make all the money in the nine world. Days. And then now he wins best support or he is nominated Ooh, for Best Support. Let's hope supporting that actor. happens.
2: I like he's that in, story.
1: He's in <laughs> and like they thought it was in a, like I heard all this I thought that it was like a minor character. He's in a good chunk of that movie. And they filmed all that in nine days. And also had that whole controversy about the pay discrepancy between Mark oh, Wahlberg yeah. and Michelle Williams.
2: Yeah, yeah, I heard about that.
1: So yeah, it's that movie is and it's a... Oh, who directed it? It was uh, Ridley Scott. Oh, wow.
2: Well, let's move on to Best Actress. Uh, uh, eight... I,
0: I I didn't say that Sam Rockwell, Three Billboards. Oh, sorry, that's my sorry, pick. Sorry. No
2: worries. So, Sam uh, Rockwell and Woody Harrelson. All
1: right, uh, so Three Billboards, let's think, at least for our group. Um, best Actress. We have Sally Hawkins for Shape of Water. Frances McDormand for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Margot Robbie for I, Tanya, Ser- uh Shirsey. Sersha. 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 Ronan Saoirse. for Ladybird and Merle Streep for The Post, making it her 21st nomination. Jesus. That's Before so...
2: the podcast, Nate asked AP how to how he would pronounce that girl's name. Sarosi. Cerosi Is that what you said? Sarosi. Sersha. Sersha.
0: Sersha was on Saturday Night Live and then There's she a sang sketch. a song about how to say her name and I never fucking forgot it. I need
2: to watch that now.
4: I loved her in atonement. She was in that.
2: I have not I seen that movie. started watching that movie, and I was like, what kind of fucked up movie is this? <laughs> so I turned it off. I saw her in
1: Brooklyn, which was a really good movie. Good. She played Irish. I My vote is Frances McDormand for three billboards. I second that. I, I love yeah. her. She can do no I'm
0: wrong. I'm actually going with Saoirse. I almost picked Margot Robbie and I, Tanya. I loved her in that movie. I thought she did a great job. Who did she play? She played Tanya Tony Harding. Harding. Really? And it was
2: awesome. She was very oh, good. Oh, man. It's good. I still think Frances McDormand. Well, is my thing win. though is Do they age her in that and scene? her Oscar will say I beat Meryl.
0: Lady Bird is one of these things that's it's nominated for a lot of stuff, but notice we haven't picked it for hardly anything as far as awards. If it's pulling something in this award season, I think it's gonna be Best Actress. It's the one that's the shocker, you know. Meryl, she's won it a bunch of times, and yeah, she, I'm sure she was great in the post. You saw it, AP. She was great. Margot Robbie, awesome in I Tanya, meh. Frances McDormand haven't seen three billboards yet but I heard she's great you know so I, I'm just that's my pick weren't Lady Bird.
1: you telling me off air that you thought uh, Sebastian Stan should have got nominated
0: yes he should have been nominated for best supporting actor actually he probably could have replaced Ooh, he was
2: so skeevy Harrelson?
0: in Iconia really Woody Harrelson would be my replacement typically in, they don't leave two I'm surprised the two nominees
1: are the, it's not common
0: mm-hmm, that's what I thought too also and,
1: it found out it's possible to be nominated for two different films what? I found it if you're in two different films and you get nominated for both those roles, you can get you can be nominated against yourself.
2: Has that happened before?
1: It's happened like four times in the history of the Academy. Wow! But you typically cancel yourself out because usually you split the votes and you don't get it. Mm. It's usually how it works. So then you just
0: lose by default. That yeah. sucks. Uh, are we are a best actress now? So it's best actor now. Yes. Did you
4: give your pick? Lord? Did I give my pick for, for... Best Actress? Yeah. Frances McDormand. Oh, okay, good.
0: Yeah, everybody but me picked Consensus. for three, three, three billboards. Uh, for Best Actor, Timothy Chalamet.
1: Chalamet. You have it right. Yeah.
0: Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis in Phantom Thread, Daniel... Kaluuya. Kaluuya? Okay, I was making sure that's right. In Get Out, Gary Oldman in Darkest Hour, and Denzel Washington in Roman, J. Israel Esquire. Which my pick was Daniel Kaluuya with Get Out. I love that movie. I love the sunken place, the story they tell. His characterization, his ability to make you emotionally just feel so helpless for him when he realizes he's stuck in that chair and he starts crying and he can't control his tears. Oh, that
2: was hardcore. Man,
0: it, it hits you. It really does. So I think. Uh, okay, I get it. A lot of people are going to probably say Daniel Day-Lewis. It's his last fucking movie. Give him all the awards. I disagree. Gary Oldman, he transformed into Winston Churchill. I don't... So what? Denzel is only on here because his name is Denzel Washington. Right. There's no reason that that should have been... I. But I digress. And I haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, so I don't know if Timothy... I've, I've
1: heard Timothy Chalmay has, has a like a fantastic performance okay, in that movie. Okay, cool.
0: Well, uh, interesting. But just for my pick, Daniel... Uh, would be Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, we'll go... Uh, Lauren...
4: I did Daniel Klua, too. Yeah. Even though I know he's probably not going to win, I still just picked him. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I want him to win. However, so I, I picked Gary Oldman as who I think is probably going to win.
1: I did the same thing. Just I know the way the awards have gone and the way the Academy is. You know what? I'm okay with Gary he's, Oldman winning because I love Gary Oldman. He hasn't won anything yet in his career. I think it's about really? time. It's about fucking time. He's never time. won, an he's, an never won he's
2: been like Sid Vicious. He's been Commissioner Gordon. He's, he's been he's everything. Serious after, black. Yes, he's
4: yeah, serious after black.
1: Di- after DiCaprio, it's his I time. I love him. So I think even if he doesn't, he's Dracula, even if he he's so sexy, even if he that, wasn't yeah. amazing in this movie, I think he's earned it, and I think Daniel Kaluuya is gonna be in another movie that's gonna get him mm-hmm. up there. Same yeah, with Jordan. Peele. That guy
2: is definitely going places.
1: And he's Good British, places. I think.
2: All right, yeah. let's move on. Best director, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Christopher Nolan and for Dunkirk, Jordan Peele for Get Out, Greta Gerwin, Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson, Phantom Thread, and Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. I picked Guillermo del Toro, The Shape of Water. Same, same. Yep, everyone picked it.
0: We uh, are—that's a guaranteed lock, Guillermo for del I, Toro. Walks I, I. To if he us, doesn't yeah. win, I'm going to be shocked. If he doesn't uh, win, I think the only—I
2: love Guillermo del Toro. If it was, if it was Jordan Peele, I would...
0: he's the only other one I want to win in that category. If it's I mean, not has Guillaume. Nolan
1: won director yet? Yes. I don't know. Did he?
0: Didn't he? Didn't he win for uh, prestige? He director.
1: I, don't know, I think Prestige won something, but I don't know if he did.
0: I can't remember. I think we're, our our fact checkers are looking this up.
2: He's uh, been nominated for a ton of Oscars,
0: and never won one.
1: S- surprising thing about uh, the best director nom this no. year is that Jordan Peele and Greta Gerwig are both first time filmmakers who got nominated for best director. She's and wow. she's like one of five women, and or no, she's I think she's one of five women, and he's. The first male to win for three categories. Picture, director, and screenplay. Huh.
0: Uh, Interesting to note here, no Wonder Woman anywhere on this list.
1: Yeah, what the fuck? I kind of thought it was going to win for adapted screenplay, to be honest. I thought it was going to bump Logan. Yeah. Or or some effects.
2: Some I thought effects. it was going to be up for effects. It like could have also been
0: up for some of the um, like
2: Guardians of the Galaxy Two is up for like I would have put it well, over something.
0: We'll check that out. We'll go. We'll run down those real quick. Yeah. Well, do you want to
2: do a best picture?
0: Lauren's down to the best picture. That's who we have left. Right, what we have left is best picture. Take it away.
4: Call Me by Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post, The Shape of Water. Three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri.
2: I'm so torn. Mm.
4: I did get out because even though I know it's probably not going to win, it's probably honestly either going to be The Shape of Water or what won the Golden Globe for Best Picture?
0: Three billboards. That was
2: my pick for Best Picture. Not my personal pick, seeing as I haven't seen it, but that's what I think is going to win. Yeah.
4: Boys. Get Out is the only movie I've seen that's nominated for best
0: picture. Same. And I picked it for best picture as well. Warren. I hope it
2: wins. I got Shape. Better the Shape of Water because I
1: I would like to like see Guillermo del Toro have a great night.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. He's also so. earned his he's had his he's earned his time.
0: All right, so quick rundown here. We're going to flip to the other page. I'm going to take over on this side of things and uh Very very we're gonna just do a speed round and call out. I'll, I'll go down each list and uh, yeah, we don't have
2: to talk about it. <laughs> correct.
0: Best costume design: Beauty and the Beast, Darkest Hour, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Victoria and Abdul. I picked The Shape of Water. As did I. I have Beauty and the Beast.
4: Didn't pick one, but I'm gonna go with Beauty and the Beast.
0: Best film editing: Baby Driver, Dunkirk, Itanya, The Shape of Water, Three Billboards. I've got Itanya.
2: I went with Shape of Water.
1: I have Dunkirk.
0: Okay.
2: The Shape of Water.
0: Okay, best production design, Beauty and the Beast, Blade Runner 2049, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, The Shape of Water. I'm going to pick uh, Dunkirk.
1: I also have Dunkirk.
0: Sure. I didn't pick on that one for some reason, but mark it.
2: I, for some reason, I picked Blade Runner 2049. I, I, I'd see it. You, I could see that happening too, yeah. <clears throat> Lauren? Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Best original song, Mighty River from Mudbound, Mystery of Love from Call Me By Your Name, Remember Me from Coco. Stand up for something from Marshall, and This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. Uh, interesting to note that uh, Marshall and The Greatest Showman, this is the first time they're showing up on the list. They had not been on the other page whatsoever, so it's the first time we're seeing those names. I picked This Is Me from The Greatest
1: Showman. I also so did I. I saw the movie. It's actually a pretty good song. Musical. I, mm-hmm, musical. You liked it. Lauren? Yes.
4: I didn't pick one, but I'll go with This Is Me.
1: It's from The La La Land, people.
0: Oh, okay. Okay, Cool. Best original score, Dunkirk, Phantom Thread, The Shape of Water, Star Wars, The Last Jedi, and Three Billboards Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. I picked Phantom Thread. It's a period piece. I feel like that's a cool thing to adapt 50s music and set that tone. I think that's something that could definitely pull it out if it's not Star Wars, which was a whole different experience.
1: I picked Star Wars (laughs) because I don't bet against John
2: Williams.
0: (laughs) Fair enough, fair enough.
2: I picked The Shape of Water.
0: Ooh, so far we're all different.
4: The Shape of Water.
2: Okay, all right.
0: So Shave of Water has the lead through the foodies watching movies uh, based what we're thinking is going to happen here. Best sound mixing Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, The Shave of Water, and Star Wars The Last Jedi. I picked. I'm changing my pick to Baby Driver.
1: I had Baby Driver. Great. Baby Driver.
4: Baby Driver had an amazing did soundtrack. See, did you see Baby Driver?
1: Yes. Such a good movie. I really liked it. I loved it. how the driving and the music were so in sync. It was fantastic and it's
0: yeah. edgar right. can't go wrong there right all right moving on to best sound editing we've got baby driver blade runner 2049 dunkirk the shape of water star wars the last jedi i picked star wars the last jedi for so best I. sound editing the the scene with general holdo and the, the cut of the music is uh, stops your
1: heart so that's my pick
2: i pick baby driver again star but wars probably dunkirk honestly
1: Good. All was also did good stuff with sound.
2: War movies generally win yeah. mm-hmm. sound editing.
0: Best visual effects. We all know what I picked on this one. I picked one. Guardians too. Uh, as did I. I got Jedi. Okay.
2: Maybe we should read the nominees. Sorry. Oh. Sure. Jump the gun here. Blade
0: Runner 2049, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, Kong Skull Island, Star Wars The Last Jedi, and War for the Planet of the Apes. Interesting to note, Kong Skull Island, uh, Guardians, and War for the Planet of the Apes. First time they're showing up in the list here uh, nominated.
4: Lauren, um, I'd probably go with Star Wars.
0: Okay. Split down the middle there. Best makeup and hairstyling darkest hour, Victoria and Abdul or wonder darkest, darkest hour, darkest, no, darkest, darkest hour. hour, uh, just from what Lauren? they did with, uh, Darkest Churchill. hour.
2: Yeah. Consensus.
1: I do want to see Victoria and Abdul though. That does look interesting. Yeah,
2: I want to see that too.
0: Best documentary feature. These are things I need to watch because I haven't seen any it's of on them. this list. Icarus, I think is on Netflix I think that's the one that's on Netflix. You can watch pretty easy. Best documentary feature uh, Abacus. Abacus Small Enough to Jail, Faces Places, Icarus, Last Men and Apello, and Strong Island.
2: I picked Last Men and Eleven. So did I.
0: I picked Icarus.
4: Um no I'll idea. do I'll do Icarus.
0: Yeah. Split. Best documentary sort subject. Edith plus Eddie. Heaven is a traffic jam on the four oh five. Heroin. Ooh. Knife skills, traffic stop. I pick knife skills because it sounds cool.
1: I pick traffic stop because it all sounds like things that you'd run into in your life.
0: True.
2: Uh, I didn't pick one, so I'm going to go ahead and pick traffic stop. It just sounds so random for a short. Yeah. Can...
4: <coughs> I'm going to go with Heaven as a Traffic Jam on the 405. Cool.
1: Interesting so title. LA. So LA. Is the 405 in LA? Yeah. Okay.
0: Best animated short film, Dear Basketball, Garden Party, Lou, Negative Space, and Revolting Rhymes. I've picked Negative Space.
2: I'm going to pick that, too, even though I have no idea
1: because I haven't seen Same. I've not,
0: not even them. seen a trailer for any of these.
1: I picked Lou just because it's the shortest one. Of course.
4: <laughs> Garden Party.
0: Dope. That also sounds fun. I
1: think Dear Basketball, yeah. like, some basketball Garden party. Actually did that movie. That sounds movie. so sinister. The, the we not do LeBron a James guy. Party not watch, LeBron James I guy. I don't watch basketball. There's a
0: lot of not LeBron James guys. There's a league of not LeBron. Twenty nine other teams. All right, not
2: let's LeBron. let's finish this up. We got one more category. Best
0: guys, live action short film, Decalb Elementary. Wonder if that's local Decalb. Not <laughs> too far from us. The eleven o'clock. My nephew Emmett, the silent child, and Watu Wote. All of us.
1: Put the silent child because I have no idea what any of these movies are.
0: The 11 o'clock.
2: That's what I picked too.
0: Weird. Yeah.
2: Weird. I don't know why. I've never seen it. Same. Lauren? I'll do the 11 o'clock too. Okay. Yeah! Dare to be different. So we've got our preliminary picks in. They might change as we end up watching some of these movies. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think that that's a fair thing. We'll revisit this. The next foodies we have is our Valentine's Day special, folks. We're almost to the uh, season of love. Season. And uh, we'll be talking about some stuff. Oh, we also want to do that, too. Did we talk about that really that much? No, we didn't officially, huh? We, uh, we tried something today for the podcast. We did. Which a new was beverage. Mountain Dew Ice, man. Most disappointing most disappointing i don't like it
2: it kind of is like hurting my stomach it tastes like sprite and like a 7-up mixed together but diet it's heavy sprite it's heavy and it's like super super sweet yes and it's got a lot too much sugar probably yeah i don't like it so
4: they took the lime out of sprite that that gave me a headache or
2: what but now my head is killing you have a headache Mm. yeah i'm not a fan of it i don't like it if i'm gonna drink a clear pop it's gonna be ginger ale Okay, well, for... Mountain Dew, you failed. Yeah, you done? Salute. I'm done. I don't want it. Salute. Nate's
1: <laughs> hate it. Ow.
2: Yeah, that's not the I best. I feel like if
1: I'm going to have a oh. Mountain Dew, I'm going to have Mountain Dew. I'm not going to... See?
2: Yeah, exactly. And I don't really prefer that to drink be... Mountain Dew, but if that I was going good... to have this again, I'd make it as a cocktail.
1: It might be good for mixing. I was just
2: going to say, if you mix it with some cranberry juice and some vodka, I bet that would be delicious because it's so be... sweet.
1: It'd probably be better than with like regular Sprite or scrimmage. It'd probably be good yeah. for... This is
2: definitely a mixing
1: beverage.
0: Every time V has brought up this, every time we've been talking about it since we decided we were going to do this for foodies, the thing you keep saying is diet. And I didn't taste it until just that swig. And now my mouth tastes like I just drank an entire Diet Coke. And it's got that like... The
2: problem is is it's got like that artificial aftertaste to it exactly that like that aspartame or whatever they call that shit. Aspartame. aspartame or whatever it's yeah like it has an aspartame flavor that lingers after you drink no, it it's not refreshing no, what we're
1: gonna do sorry mountain dude on Duke. next episode we're going to get some more of that. We're going to get some cranberry juice. We're going to make a cocktail and see how it holds up. Yeah, I've got oh, a bottle no, of Grey Goose waiting. No, we should do. Bring some Sprite and have that and do a do side comparison. by Do a comparison. Do a comparison to see if it holds Coke up. Coke versus Pepsi Oh, what challenge. if, what
0: if, how about this? We'll riff this. What if, how would you guys feel about a challenge where I put three clear pops in front of you you have to pick which one blind it is. taste test yeah okay yeah. yeah i know what they are you don't know what they are but it
2: has to be pop it would, can't be just no anything <laughs> you know it would be
0: the same three things it would be like seven up mountain dew ice and sprite and maybe even sierra mist maybe four
1: yeah do all the clear yeah, yeah.
0: and then decide which one's the clear cut winner what do you guys That'll think would you be into time. that yeah i'm fine with that that's our valentine's we'll day challenge
1: i'm fine with that okay Go so clear. Yeah.
0: Excellent. We're gonna and be. If we
1: go cranberry juice, would make it a very, make it a pink drink. At least a, little a pink, bit. Drink, Ooh, for Valentine's pink Day. drink for Valentine. The pink drink for V Day. I
2: love it. Hey, it's V Day. Uh, <laughs> awkward.
0: She was less yeah. thrilled. Well, folks, I think that's gonna do it for this episode of Foodies. Do we have anything else we want to add before we get out of here? We've talked about it, and we've talked about our we covered it. Nominations and discussed things and whatnot.
2: I'm ready to lay down and get a hot towel. On my I head. myself
0: cannot
4: wait to go home and sleep for like the next. 16 hours. Yeah, uh-huh. that's a
1: hearty coma. You sleep enjoy next, your, just sleep until enjoy the next week. Yeah. Just sleep for the next two
2: weeks. So
0: no, don't, don't sleep for the two weeks. Please don't. I'll check on you. <laughs> we'll bring you
2: food, Lauren. Yeah, let us know if you need <laughs> enjoy anything. Enjoy your hibernation. Uh,
0: okay, folks. Well, as always, for foodies watching movies, we want to make sure people can know where they can check us out on all the different podcasting platforms, whether it's iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music. We are now on Spotify, as I always say. You can just search Journey Into Comics Network on any of those to find us there. Also, journeyintocomics.com. Go to patreon.com backslash Journey into Comics. Guess what, folks? You're getting a little fourth meal if you do that because this week's episode of Foodies, the fourth meal is going to be a little teaser we had at the beginning of this week's episode. And I'm trying to think here. Uh, is there anything else you really want to add? Obviously, Foodies Watching Movies on Instagram and Facebook, Film Foodies on Twitter. Uh, just keep checking everything out tomorrow is a very special episode of Podcastrophy make sure to check that out uh, every Thursday check us out every other Wednesday right here on the Journey Into Comics Network or journeyintocomics.com for this episode of Foodie's Watching Movies it's been season 2 episode 11 and I've been Nate
2: I'm Veronica I'm Andrew Lauren
0: and we will see you guys later fill your tummies